This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and we've got a great conversation. You've got this salad bar full of topics that kind of all fit together that you wanted to cover. Yes, and I was trying to figure out if you make, like, what do you start with, you know, what's the first thing? And I'm thinking about work, and I mentioned to you during the pre-barcast, or sometime pre I like the term work. I guess I'm used to it, but I think it's such a wonderful, I like it. It feels good to me because it means that I'm moving towards something that I want to accomplish and blah, blah, blah. So that's what work means to me. However, I think it could get out of hand and Mm -hmm. become extremely stressful. And then you work contrary to what we believe and you work contrary mm-hmm. to the flow of things, and then sickness comes in, and you know, so that's when it starts to get really best. It's like clutter, you know. Okay. And I thought, let's talk about that because I think that that might be happening to people. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Work, stress, struggle, and clutter, and to whatever extent those seem like they're synonymous, like they all mean the same thing that's where we can run into some difficulty because doing work, accomplishing something feels really good to you, but struggling and feeling stressed does not. And if we get ourselves into the situation where we think, oh, I have to go to work and that feels like a struggle and that's going to make us stressed, then suddenly work becomes something that is detrimental to us, that depletes us. And on the other hand, If what work is, is our opportunity to bring our best selves to our process or our situation or our activities and create something wonderful, then the work is an accomplishment. And so I completely agree with you. The idea of work in and of itself is not bad. Doing work and going to work can mean two completely different things. Yeah. And you have to be aware of or sensitive to when you cross the line, you know, and for example, and maybe this came up for me because I'm like right in the midst of it. I'm always in the midst of something, but but I asked spirit for opportunities and not anything specific at this point in this conversation, but I asked for opportunities and a couple of opportunities came my way and I thought, great. Okay. Let me get started. You know, I know what I'm doing. I'll do this, but it was bigger than perhaps I was used to more components. <laughs> and I thought, okay, it's not bigger than me. I 
didn't feel like it was bigger than me, but I knew I had to do some stretching and some working and some learning and, you know, steep curves and all that. And I said, cool, I'm, you know, that kind of thing like energizes me. But it got to a point where I was frustrated, stressed, even fearful, fearful Mm -hmm. that am I going to get this in my head in time? Well, there isn't any time lock on it really, you know, that I can't handle, but I just got so, and I thought then there's no joy and I'm big on this thing flow and flowing with the current of the spirit. That's what I think because it's water. It's flowing with the current of the spirit. And I'm thinking, I'm splashing around here. I'm not flowing. <laughs> so yes. going down for the third yes, time. Yes. And it's supposed to be at ease. I was thinking and I was reviewing actually some of the prayers that the words that you use in prayer. And you use the word ease, you know, mm-hmm. let it unfold with ease. And I thought, I'm not feeling any ease right here. I'm not upset. I'm not angry, but this is the ease is not there. So, what am I missing by allowing the stress in to interrupt the ease? Does that make sense? Hmm. It absolutely makes sense. And I want to start with a little detour into the world of physics and the word work, because we say that we have work to do. And according to physics, we don't have any work to do. In physics, work is moving a mass over a distance something that weighs something or has some substance to it. It's moving it over a distance. We're not doing that because we're moving ideas around, but they have no mass Mm -hmm. and the distance is irrelevant. You know, maybe the distance between our ears or something. So the actual work that's going on is not work in the classic sense. And the description of going to work in a lot of ways is tied to the ideas of manual labor, you know, of going out and digging a ditch or moving a thing or building a house or whatever. So it is that actual physical activity that is the job that somebody's getting paid for. That is not what we're talking about. That is not what we mean when we're talking about work. What we're talking about is much more like what Byron Katie means when she talks about the work, which is actually being able to focus our intellect and open our consciousness and do the spiritual activity that is required to bring us into a new place. So even though that's not the classic Newtonian physics definition of work, that's what we mean when we're talking about work. And it's not necessarily easy. And maybe it's not supposed to be easy because when we're doing work, it's for our spiritual growth. And our spiritual growth always happens right outside the edge of our comfort zone. So there's going to be some mental, spiritual, emotional activity in getting ourselves out there into the question mark zone where we haven't already done it before and we want to be creating something new. So that's, I think, the work. I like the idea you said at the question mark zone. And I don't really think about something being beyond my ability to do. I'm sure there are things, but I don't ever think like that. I think, okay, I don't know this. Let me find the information and I'll get on it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and asterisk if you want to actually do if it. I actually want to do it if you actually want to do and it. and so if it catches my attention and I want to do it yeah you know, I'll give up some hours of sleep and do it <laughs> because I want to do it but I like the definition that you gave it's almost like you're doing it to help something new unfold 
you know, a new skill or level of understanding is going to unfold with this work. You know, yeah. I'm going to learn a new skill, which will be helpful or something that I always wanted to do, or, hey, this will work with this other thing. Right. But it's some spiritual sweat equity that goes into it. You know, I, that's the word that I was going to get to next is sweat, because the other time that we describe work is when we go to the gym or do some other sort of a workout. And the number of times that I have gone to some sort of a physical activity establishment and the person working there says, enjoy your workout. It's like, OK, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to lift these things. I'm going to move these masses around for whatever distances they are. I'm going to get myself sweaty and clean up. And that's going to be called a good workout. And the reason we do that, by the way, unless you belong to a really strange gym, when you're done with your workout, all the weights are right back where they start. <laughs> <laughs> so according to physics, yeah. you have not done oh, any work because yeah. that stuff has not, is all in the same place. But the idea of going through that process, it's not about moving the barbells. It's about exercising the muscles. And so when we're doing our spiritual and emotional growth work, it's about exercising that spiritual muscle. It's about getting some tone and some strength in that muscle and then building up some familiarity with the process. If the first time that we have to do a prayer is when somebody's shooting at us, it's probably not going to be a really good prayer. <laughs> if, if, on the other hand, we have gotten ourselves into the place where whenever a circumstance or a situation comes along, we can turn to the infinite, we can take that into prayer, then we will have a tendency of our thinking and a tendency in our prayer lives to be able to do that in the event that something untoward or unfortunate or scary comes along. And no, I'm not going to invite anybody who's listening to this to be shot at. That is completely not necessary. But there are things that come at us from time to time. And being ready to, as we like to say, stop, drop, and pray means that those spiritual muscles are ready for that spiritual work that might be called on for that. Yeah, I like that analogy because with practical prayer, actually, when I first met you, I think it's, I'm tracking it back to 2020, I knew about the steps, but they didn't make any sense to me, you know, because, right. and so I really, really, really struggled like you have no idea to try to make these steps make sense and do it in this order. And yeah, that was work. I might not have been moving mass. But <laughs> 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 and so then I had to relate it to what I did know. And, you know, that was work. But to your point, when you get in a critical situation, which I have in a couple of times since 2020, one most recently, I didn't have time to think. I just shifted into what I knew worked. I knew I didn't want to go before, you know, what I was, I knew I didn't want to go that way. So I said, okay, what do you know about these five points? And I did it. And I can't say that I did it smoothly. I covered the bases now. I know I did that. I can't say I did it in order, but I realized that some of it was natural. You know, recognition, that's totally natural. The unity part became very natural now. It was the other part, you know, 
that step three that I was struggling with. And I said, look, listen, spirit, this is what I want. Okay. This is mm -hmm. what's got to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really pleased in the crisis, actually, because I knew something and I had some spiritual muscle in it and it may not have been smooth and it might not have been, I don't know, as nice and respectable as I hear some prayers, you know, people do these eloquent prayers. It was like, listen, this is what's got to happen here. <laughs> and I'm grateful. I am grateful to know it and I'm grateful that it's happening. And so it is done. Yeah, I'm getting out of the way. I'm going to go do something else while this sorts itself out. And that's the important part, that a practical prayer is a change in belief. It is a causative agent in the creative process in the universe. And by changing our belief about what could happen, we open up the new possibility for that to happen to us, for us, with us, as us. And to as great a degree as we can let go of our attachment to how it's supposed to work, the more flexibility we're opening to in how that is all going to come into our experience. That's the real important part is to take the situation, the circumstance that we're in and say, oh, okay, this is not going in a direction that is leading to my happiness. So what do I want to have instead? Identify what I want to have instead, then turn it over to God. So if the truck is coming to tow my car away, what I don't want to do is a prayer that the truck doesn't tow my car away because that's all about my car getting towed away. What I want to do instead is say, okay, in this circumstance, what would I like to have happen? I would like to have me and my car and the tow truck driver all in some harmonious situation where everybody winds up being satisfied and happy. Now, I would be very happy if that does not include my car getting towed away. It could be that the guy is like mistaken my car for another car and then he drives right past. I mean, there are so many different possibilities for how that can go together that don't involve me having a fighting match or some screaming argument with the tow truck driver. What I want to do is look at the situation, say, what do I want to have instead? That's the pivot, to be able to turn away from what we don't want and open to what we do want, and then take that to prayer and talk about that infinite aspect of God that could be applying here and then identifying that, that divinity that's everywhere, that's everything, that is this goodness that I just claimed is me too, and then claim I know that the tow truck driver and my car and I and this entire situation is unfolding in perfection. And I'm grateful that it is. I let go of any attachment to knowing how that's going to work out. I'm just grateful for it. And, and so it is. And that's the prayer. And we can wrap that in as much flowery language as we want. Oh, by the way, if there's somebody driving down the street when a tow truck with, you know, that's looking for my car, there's not going to be a lot of flowery language. There's going to be a fair amount of scrambling around and trying to quiet my mind to the point where I can actually get a couple of words connected together inside of my head. The flowery language is nice, but it's a bonus. It's an add-on. It's also, because as you were going through that, I was thinking of the crisis situation that I was in, and I clearly remember everything I was thinking at the time. Knowing a lot of what you said are things that we need to know ahead of time. We don't need well, to. It just helps. I think you need to, because... No, I really do, because that's the faith part. You know, I know that whatever situation it is right now, I'm not in any kind of crisis at this moment, but I know that my whole world Amen. Is, is about <laughs> everything turning out for the good of everybody involved. That's what I want, right? I don't want to have to think yeah. about that. That's just with my work, with the podcast, whatever it is, 
I don't have to think about that because that's a part of who I am, what I, you know, I'm about. So when the crisis comes, I don't really think about that, you know, mm-hmm. and let me just be clear. I think I shared it with you that my husband was taken to the hospital at 4 a.m. in the morning. And of course, the first thought was this is a heart attack and everything was moving so, so fast, so fast that when the ambulance stopped halfway to the hospital and pulled over, the first thing I thought of something is wrong, but I didn't have time, nor did I care to think about what was going wrong. The only thing I could think of is this guy is not dying. Okay. Spirit, this guy, (laughs) because number one, he's not dying. You didn't tell me he was dying. Number two, I got three kids. I can't call them and tell them their father's dead. No. This <laughs> so and I'm serious, you know, I was thinking like that because the obvious good is that, you know, he pulled through and whatever. But I didn't have time for all of this other thinking, you know. All of that had to already be in place. I think that's why I read a lot so that there's you call it spiritual muscle, okay? So that it's mm-hmm. all there. You know, this is me. This is what I think about God. I don't have to say it. I don't have to figure it out, you know? Yeah. And it tremendously helps to have done that sort of preparation and to have done the work and to have built up our spiritual muscle. Because as you point out, it is very unlikely that we're going to be able to do that in the middle of a crisis. Not impossible. There are some people who actually manage to nail it in the middle of a crisis. But I spend too much time as a Boy Scout. Motto is be prepared. Mm-hmm. So, okay, something might come along. Let's be prepared. Let's take a break. And I want to go back to the happy words that you were talking about, which are joy, flow, and ease. And I'm going to add one more onto that, which is effortlessness. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. Before we get right into it, I want to say hi to Fiona because I saw you, Fiona, on another broadcast we were watching. So I'm starting to recognize people at different ones. And also, I love that term that Wayne used, holy in the flow, divine chill. You might see that again. I hope it's not copywritten. (laughs) I like that one. We're going to talk about effortlessness. And I love the notion of effortlessness because it's kind of the antithesis to work. 
when we think about work, it's something that we want to accomplish and we have to put some muscle into it. There's going to be some sweat perhaps involved. There might be some time that's involved as well. And we can anticipate getting a very similar result or the same exact result in a way that doesn't require any effort from us. It's about opening up to different possibilities and being in the flow. If you have a barge and you need to move it on the Mississippi River, much easier to go downstream than to go upstream. Going upstream, there's going to be a lot of effort and, and muscling involved. Going downstream, it's much less. So it's about being oriented in a way that where we're going and where we want to be going are in harmony. Yeah. And that's flow. That's a little bit of what I've had to work with, you know, now. I know what it is when I feel myself out of it. It lets me know I need to get back in the flow, you know, because you're not, I think of the, you know, Buddhist monks that I hang out with occasionally talk about flowing like water. You know, it's, I'm thinking, ain't no water here. You, <laughs> <laughs> you are not flowing. And that must mean that there's, I'm doing too much, probably either too much at one time or too much of what's not necessary. Mm-hmm. And that gets into some of the downer words that you talk about, the stress and the struggle. Yeah, yeah. As we know, there are 1,440 minutes in a day. We get to use all of them. And some of them we use for purposes that we normally we wouldn't normally, oh, I got to, you know, I have to spend time brushing my teeth or I have to spend time sleeping or whatever. It turns out that it's all important. And we use all 1,440 minutes, sometimes much more effectively or efficiently than on other days. And it's also possible to get ourselves engaged with a team of people that are all headed in the same direction. And we can accomplish two or three or four of us much more than mm. two or three or four of us could do individually multiplied by two or three or four just because of the efficiencies of scale and the cooperation that happens. So there are lots of different ways that the struggle and the stress and the clutter can go away. And we can drop the fear and turn ourselves to the successful completion and allow the ease and the flow and the grace and the effortless to happen. Yeah, we need to be conscious of making that happen, depending on your personality. You know, some people just have a chill personality, mm -hmm. I, <laughs> which is nice. You know, it's nice. I had to learn that. Like, I'm type A. Listen, why are we here? The meeting started at nine o'clock. Let's go. We don't have time to get your, you should have gotten your coffee before you came in kind of thing. That's right. It's 9.03. Why are we not yet, done Why yet? are we not done yet? Are there any issues? But then I'm corporate grown, right? Where nothing mattered but the bottom line. And so I understand that. It's it. But then new right. thought happened and I'm like, what? <laughs> 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 you mean this is the only way to, you know, that God gets involved? I didn't see that. And that's speaking of like, you know, like God is an entity somewhere else, but now God is within me. Another big challenge, if God is within me, now i got to chill so God can emerge and this can flow. This is work. <laughs> <laughs> At the very least, it's surrender and it's not familiar. It's not familiar, but it, the more you work at it, the more familiar it becomes. It feels nicer. So it's kind of a checkpoint for me. You know, now if I'm stressing, it's not what I like. So this must not be what I'm after. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. There are two things in New Thought that we get to let go of. And the first one is blame. Because when things don't go the way we want them to go, we used to be able to blame either someone outside of us or God. Well, God didn't want me to have this. Mm. So this thing that I'm trying to create, and I didn't get it, and it's God's fault. So, and it's a fabulous cop-out. I'm 
not saying that it's a cop-out and it, that it's done to a fabulous level. I'm saying that it, it really is. That's a fabulous cop-out. To be able to take whatever we don't like and pin it on something or someone else means we don't have to take responsibility for it. And the other thing is credit. Because when we're turning this all over to spirit and knowing that there is one, and the experience I'm having is God creating my life according to my beliefs, then when it's going properly, it's that partnership between me and God. I'm not doing it. I can't take credit for it. If it's not going the way that I want it to, I can't blame God for it. Mm -hmm. But what that means is that I get to change it. Exactly. Yes. It's my belief system. It's my BS. That's the abbreviation. To me, it's much easier. I mean, you can look at it stressful on both sides because if you can blame God or, you know, there's got to be something that I'm doing that's causing God to behave in a negative way toward me, that's, you know, you can go down that road and that is a road. Mm -hmm. Or you look at the other way and say, well, it is me. What am I doing to blocking this flow of things? That's a good one for me. You know, what am, since it already is, since God always says yes but I'm not feeling it right now. And it's not God. Right? There's only one other, <laughs> only one other entity here. Right? This is me. <laughs> and there's certainly only one I have control right. over or influence over. Maybe it's not even control. You know, it's like, okay, Carol, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing here? And you got to answer. You know, I'm big on this thing, like all these questions in the Bible, question demands an answer. You got to answer the question. What are you doing? What's stopping the flow, and you can't move forward to mm -hmm. give the answer. It doesn't always come it right away. It's not that you can't move forward, it's that you don't. Don't, can't. If there's something blocking me and I say, oh, this is what it is, and it turns out that's not what it is, I'm still not going to move forward until I figure out really what it is and get that hidden belief out of the way. Even if there are a half a dozen that I need to clear before I can move forward, doing five out of the six will be lovely for me personally, but it's not going to change the situation until I get down into the reality of what is it that I believe and what is it that's keeping me from having this good that I'm looking for. But that feels good to me though, you know, because once the one thing comes up and it's not moving and then there's something else, to me that still feels like progress because once mm -hmm. I see it, you can be sure that this is not going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> As we probably remember from the beginning of the episode, you're okay with work. You're okay with moving each of those spiritual bricks one at a time until you get the pile moved or you get the wall built or the knockdown or whatever it is that your project is. I tell you this, this is like really quick. You know, my father had Alzheimer's and he had just a few hours in the day where he was clear and it was actually between 11 and one. And so I would go to the nursing home every day and I was coming down the hall and he was talking to a nurse. He said, if you have anything that needs to be done, ask Carol. Give it to her. Don't ask that little one. <laughs> and this is the part that I wasn't sure. I laughed. I wasn't sure it was really all that complimentary. He said, you give it to Carol. It'll be done. It will get done. There's not, she won't have any friends and it won't be anything less standing, <laughs> but the job will be done. And I laugh. <laughs> I'm in the hall laughing, thinking, is this a compliment or not? Right? <laughs> Nothing will be left standing, but your job will get done. I thought, you know, well, that's awkwardly honest. Yeah, I thought, you know, okay, Lawrence, you know, you got a bit of work to do here. You don't necessarily want it to be that way. There you go. Let's take another break. And when we come back, we're going to do a prayer on effortless flow with things unfolding in joy and ease. Get inspiration in an instant. 
God Calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God Call with Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun. Let your light shine. You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at godcall.org. God calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever you write something, put on a gold star. They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are. They come at random times between 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m., so you won't be expecting them. And somehow, the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time. Magic is loose in the world. It's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day. Find out more and start your two-week free trial now. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and conversations have been great. We're going to pray. We're going to do a prayer. And based on everything we've been talking about, about work and stress and struggle and clutter and fearfulness about all of that stuff not coming together, we're going to pivot. We're going to pivot, and the prayer is going to be for effortless success, joyously flowing with love and ease. I'll say that one more time. This prayer is on effortless success, joyously flowing with love and ease. And that means something different to everybody. So whatever that means to you, whatever circumstance or situation that is in your life that has caused you some stress or struggle or fear or (laughs) feels like work, whatever that circumstance is, we're going to take that and turn it to know that in that exact circumstance and situation, we are inviting in effortless success, joyously flowing with love and ease. And we do that by knowing that there is one infinite creative power that creates everything. Everything, everything is God's love, is God's divine presence revealed in its own way. There is only that divine love. And it continues to unfold and reveal and share and evolve itself as everything that exists everywhere. There is only this one life, this one source, this one love, this one infinite intelligence, this one divine energy that's sharing itself as its creation. And that includes me, a divine and perfect expression of the one. And that includes each person within the sound of my voice. Everyone hearing this prayer is a divine expression of that infinite presence shared in his or her or its own way. And all of the activities that we're involved in are that divinity Mm. revealed and unfolding and combining and rearranging in new and novel ways. But it's all God. It's all that divine presence taking different form. So I know that even though in the past that might have shown up as stress or struggle or clutter or fear or worry or work, it is now unfolding with effortless success, joyously flowing in love and ease. It's for each of us, for each one who's listening and for everybody who's involved in this activity, this engagement, the clarity of communication, the understanding of specific needs and requirements and agendas, the willingness to adapt and fit into that flow is available for everyone. And 
the effortlessness with which that fits together is joy unfolding. So I know that effortless success is joyously unfolding and flowing with love and ease for each of us in all of these different areas. That's what I'm calling on now. And the creative law that always says yes is responding to this. It's already saying yes. As we turn our attention away from whatever seemed like struggle or stress or work and pivot towards that desired experience of effortless success, that infinite creative power that creates galaxies is creating this. It's already saying yes. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good. I'm grateful for the success. I'm grateful for the joyous completion. And I'm grateful for the stories that each of us gets to tell about just exactly how spectacular this was. And so with gratitude for this good, already in process, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law that always says yes. And I know that once again, it is saying yes. And so it is. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.